Welcome to the Power Podcast with Pastor Vince Holmes in the Zion Temple Community Church. Our goal is to proclaim the message of Christ, observe and obey the Word of God, win others to Christ, equip the church with tools of victorious living and empowerment with opportunities to use God-given gifts and talents, and lastly, release rail-rounded, spiritually-minded individuals into the community and the world to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much for coming to worship with us today. I am excited about the word of the Lord that is coming forth today. Listen, do me a favor right now. Go ahead. Share this. Like this and share it. Share it with your community because I believe that God has a word not only for you and me, but also for others. Are you ready? If you're ready, go ahead and type in the word ready. And here we go. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word that's going to come forth. God, I invite you to use this sinful man to declare a holy word. Not only, Lord, do I ask you to speak through me, but speak to me. Bless your people as they hear this word. And may we all not only hear, but move towards obedience. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, there seems to always be something going on in life. If you can recall, those of you who are my age, you remember Saturday Night Live used to have a character called Gilda Ratner, and she, her name was Gilda Ratner. Her character was Rosanna, Rosanna, Dana. And she would say, Rosanna, like her dad always says, Rosanna, Rosanna, Dana, it's always something. And you know what? He's absolutely right. It's always something going on somewhere. I kind of made a list of some things that might be happening that are affecting you right now. You might be dealing with COVID. Uh, a loved one might be dealing with COVID. You may be recovering from COVID. We have, what, social justice issues going on. Police funding is a hot topic. Food disparities. Access to equitable health care. Jobs or the lack of a job. Maybe you're a business owner, you can't find enough people to employ right now. That may be problems for you. The ups and downs of the stock market, the quickly rising price of gas. Parenting may be an issue. Um, what Online versus in-person education. Marriages may be challenged. You get it? It seems to always be something. And I've come to realize that in times of uncertainty, it can be refreshing and reassuring to be able to identify, identify a place of solace and stability. And so we're constantly looking for those places. And when things are topsy-turvy, well, as I was thinking about that and just now, I thought about it even here at Zion I remember I happened to be blessed with the privilege of pastoring the church I grew up in. But I can recall growing up here and in my teenage years, one of the saints who is now one of our seniors would sing this song. Sister Rosemary Bowman would sing a song. And she would sing a song that said these words, 
In times like these, you need a savior. In times like these, you need an anchor. Be very sure your anchor holds and grips a solid rock. And then she would well back and name that rock. And she would say, this rock is Jesus. He's the only one. This rock is Jesus. He's the only one. Be very sure your anchor holds. Those of you who know it, go ahead and finish it. And does what? Go ahead, type it in right there. Right, grips a solid rock. And so I have that flashback and begin to thinking about how true it is that in uncertain times, there's always stability in our relationship with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. There's, re there's security in our relationship with God. So I just had this flashback, and I can't help but wonder if maybe Solomon had a flashback when he penned the words in Proverbs 18, verse 10. Go ahead and turn there in your electronic device or your physical device, whatever you have. So, Proverbs 18, chapter 10. And I thought about the importance of where we, what? What we put in our minds, what we put in our spirits, where we are, because we can only have a flashback if you had an event, right? And so if the, for me, every song that I've ever heard, I can identify or I have something associated with that song. Usually it's the first place that I heard the song. Sometimes it's an event. And so when I begin to think in my life and I have these flashbacks of what God has done and flashbacks of his goodness, anybody else go back in your mind and sometimes the scripture will just come alive to you of what God has done and take you back to that event. If you, if you have that, say amen. Amen. And so that's why it's important that we um, protect our environment because some things we don't want to go back to. Amen? Amen, Pastor. Anyway, Proverbs 18, chapter 10. Solomon pins these words. He writes, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth to it and is safe. Let's look at the verse a little bit first. As we talk about this, you are safe. It's important to know in these unstable times that you're safe. Um, Solomon says the name of the Lord. Let me stop and stop right there. He says the name. The idea of the name is not just the name itself, but it is the reputation of the name. In order to have a reputation, there must have been acts that proceed, um, events that proceeded to produce the reputation. And so Solomon says that the reputation, the reputation of the Lord, the reputation of Jehovah, the reputation of the God that is. So he says that the God has done some things already that his people already know, and his reputation is that he's a safe place, that his reputation is a good reputation. What's your reputation? Mm. Oftentimes, our reputation will precede us, right? And so the preceding reputation of Jehovah's preceding reputation of the God that is, is that he's a strong tower. And so he says the reputation of Jehovah, I'm going to start right there. So when he says the word Jehovah, he says the, the true and living God, the God that is, the real God. You have to understand that Solomon lived in this polytheistic 
environment in which they worshiped all kinds of gods and they offered sacrifices to many gods. And so, but Solomon says the reputation of the true and living God of the real God is, is that he's strong. That he's a strong tower. That the reputation of the true God that is in comparison to the other gods who are not, the many false gods, that the true God, his reputation is, is that he is a, a, a strong tower, that he is a, a, a refuge, he's a, a place or a structure to reside in against attacks. So he tells us he's strong, a strong tower. The idea of a tower was a, a watchtower, tall narrow defensive uh, structure, defensive building. And so he says, anybody with me? That the name of the Lord, the reputation of the true and living God is, the experience of knowing the true and the living God is that he is a strong tower where the righteous, ah, I love this, I love this, love this. He says that the reputation of the God that is, is that he is a strong tower, a place of defense, a defensive um, place of dwelling for the righteous. So he associates the relationship of the, the person. He calls him the righteous. There's a relationship between this person and the reputation so that not everyone has access to enter into the tower, but those who are in right relationship, those who are declared righteous, those who are, 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 are um, yeah, in relationship with the true God that is. So, so those who are in relationship with the true God that is have access to enter into this strong tower, this place of refuge. And that once they are there in that place of refuge, in that tower, it says that the righteous runneth. Oh, let me, let me say this. Uh, he goes into a defensive building and they're in a hurry to get there because there's some opposition or some driving force on the outside that drives the righteous into the tower. And so he says that they have, they are safe. I love this. When I looked up, looked up the word safe, that they, they, they're safe. It says that be, to be inaccessible. Ah. Not only to be inaccessible, watch this, but they have the power or the capability to successfully accomplish what something is designed to do. Ah, watch this. So the idea is that, 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 that in relationship with the God, the true and living God, that he is a dwelling place that you can go to, that you come into his presence and you find you become inaccessible or not only inaccessible to the enemy, but that you become, you find strength so that you've come to the place of strength to find strength to take on the characteristic of the place in which you're dwelling to, have be, um, to be made strong. You absorb the strength of the place in which you are, are, are residing and not only are you absorbing the strength of the place in which you are, re are, are residing, but that you realize that you, re uh, be you gain the power to, be to successfully accomplish that which you were designed for, for the intended purpose. And so Solomon says that, 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 that the, those who are righteous have the ability to come into the, the, the presence of God, to find strength, to find refuge, to become what he, God has intended for them to become. 
And so as I was thinking about this, I wanted to work through the word SAFE, sort of as an acronym, S, SAFE. I, I asked a question earlier this week on um, Facebook and, yeah, just Facebook. When do you feel safe? Or to finish the sentence, I feel safe when? So as I look at the acronym, I'm going to deal with it. S is to be secured in him. We are secure in him. Secure in God. The psalmist said in Psalms 91 verses 1 and 2, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He says, and then I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He is my security. He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. You are secure in Him. You don't have to worry about him losing you or him not protecting you. You are secure in him. That's the S. When do I feel safe? When, as I think about the acronym SAFE, S, secure in him. Secondly, the A. Assured of his presence, his promise, and his purpose. You are assured of his presence. Run with me to Isaiah chapter 43, verses 1 through 3. And this is what it reads while you're getting that. It says, but now, in the NIV version, it says, but now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set, ablaze, set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Now, if you're like me, when I'm trying to think of this as safe and secure and all this stuff, but when I hear these words all come together and he's talking about water, fire, <laughs> rivers overflowing you, that all seems to be contradictory to the idea of safety. I mean, for me. Maybe not for you. But let me, let me free you right now, those of you who are, are dealing with some issues, let me free you right now from the panacea of this thought in Christianity that um, says that knowing God excludes you from any difficulties in life and that if you're having difficulties, you can simply rebuke them, name it and claim it, or speak into existence some euphoric state. Yeah, I know I'm meddling now, but I, I want to give you something practical that, that will cause you to be able to live out your theology in a way that isn't contradictory to what you're experiencing. You see, you, you have that ideology and then you struggle because no matter how much you confess, no matter how much you speak into existence, you still have challenges and you're left with simply 
acting like you don't, as if it's some sort of declaration of your faith. So safety, listen closely, safety isn't necessarily the absence of opposition, nor the absence of pain or the absence of uncertainty. Safety, watch this, is the assurance of the character of God and his presence in the middle of those uncertain, difficult, and seemingly devastating experiences. Let me say that again. Safety is the assurance of the character of God and his presence in the middle of those uncertain, difficult, and seemingly devastating experiences. It's the ability to acknowledge the present pain, sometimes with doubt and frustration, often time, all while declaring, and often with tears rolling down your cheeks, just declaring that, God, I know that you've got this, you've got me, I will trust you, you are safe. You are safe because the reputation of the true God that is, is that he is a place for you to find refuge. It is not maybe your situation, not that your situation is free of opposition. Why are they running to the tower? Obviously because there is some something um, opposing force that's there. They're coming to a place that is a defensive place and to the tower to find the safety and when they get there, they not only find the safety in the presence of God, but they find that they become strong enough to endure whatever it is because the presence of God is right there in the middle of what you're going through. So my brothers, my sisters, you are safe, not because you don't have any opposition, but because the God that you serve is faithful and true to be there in the very presence. And so it is to those people with circumstances that Isaiah writes, actually, let me back up. When I ask the question of when are you safe or you feel safe when, one of my fraternity brothers responded just beautifully. And first he says, you know, not often. And I thought, okay, good. Not often doesn't mean that you never feel safe. And so I, I, I tried to engage him and say, so tell me, you know, you know, what's going on? Not often doesn't mean never. Hit me up, DM me. I love to hear, you know, what's, what's going on. But his response was beautiful. As he explained what he's feeling, he drew me back to one of C.S. Lewis's books in the Chronicles of Narnia, his book, The Lion, the Witch, and the wardrobe, and then engaged in a conversation between Mr. Beaver and a character named Susan. And if you haven't read that, please, read, please do. But anyway, there's, the, the, there's a lion, Aslan, and it's allegory, and Aslan represents Christ. And it says, Aslan, and I quote, Aslan is a lion, the lion, the great lion. Oh, said Susan, I thought he was a man. Is he quite safe? I shall feel rather nervous about meeting a lion. Safe, says Mr. Beaver. Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe. 
but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. And so when we think about God, the idea of safe as we know safe, meaning without opposition, no, I can't promise you that there won't be opposition. I can't promise you that there won't be challenges. I can't promise you that you won't deal with fear. But I can promise you, as King Solomon said, that the name of the Lord, that his reputation is, that for those who, who fear him, those who are in relationship with him, that, 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 that they, they can find a place in him where they are safe, and safe not, not without opposition, but because he's king, because he's God, he's faithful, I trust him because of who he is. So all hell may be breaking loose in your life, but I come here today to tell you that the circumstances and the uncertainties that you're going through do not exclude you from the presence of God, but that God is right there with you. And so to Israel who was, and Judah, who were getting ready to go into captivity, God says to them, to Israel and Judah, you're about to go through some very difficult times of loss. Loss of life. There was loss of identity, loss of employment, loss of their homes, loss of everything that provided security, and they went into captivity. And it is in that situation that God, through the prophet Isaiah, gives hope and reminds them that the Lord says, that I, it is I who created you. I've got purpose for you. I've known you from the beginning. I formed you. Don't fear. Don't be afraid because I've summoned you. I've called you by name. And guess what? When you go through the waters, I will be with you. I'm not sending somebody else, but I'm going to be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they won't sweep over you. Why? Because I still got it all in control. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze, for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Mm. You know what? I had a whole lot more. But I sense God trying to tell somebody, God speaking to someone who you're just in the middle of life and life has you just filled with uncertainty. Yes, the uncertainty is there. Acknowledge it. But this is what you need to know that in all the uncertainty, your relationship with God, God says, I, I'm here with you. I've got you. So as the beaver says, safe. Who said anything about safe? But I can tell you he's a king. He's in control. So when we say safe, as we think of it, without opposition, no. But yet, you are safe. You are safe because he is the king, because he's got you, because he protects you, he will keep you, that he will cause you to accomplish what his plan is for you so you can rest assured that you are safe. If you saw some of our advertisement this week, you saw um, either a baseball player or someone sliding in the home plate and realized this, that no player ever gets called safe without engaging in the game. So you're not safe by staying where you are. You find God's safety as you engage in the game. And only those who, who are in the game experience his safety. 
How do I get in this game? How, how do I get in this position because my world is topsy-turvy, it's upside down. There are two options. You can be in a world that's topsy-turvy and upside down without any promise of God's safety, without any promise of God's presence, without any promise of being secured in Him. Or you can be in the game you can have all the things going on, but rest in the middle of the opposition, resting in the middle of the topsy-turvy world, confident that God has got you. Which one will you choose? If you don't have a relationship with God, you can get in that game right now simply. Simply by asking God, Jesus Christ into your life and experience the forgiveness of all that you've done and ever will do. And know the power of God. And if that's you, and you'll say, I want to be in that game. I want to have a relationship with the God that you're talking about who can be with me in the middle of all the hell that I'm in right now. I want that relationship. You know what? Just, just, just type, in, type in the words, I want it. Type in the words right there, I want it. We're going to reach out to you. Or you can email the words, I want it to online at ztccla.com. That's email the words I want it to online at ztcc.com. And maybe you're a believer and you, you say, I, I know it, I know, Pastor, I, I know that God's got me. But the reality is that sometimes I struggle and right now I just don't feel it. Hey, it's okay. Because despite what you feel, his promise is that he won't leave you. Acknowledge that. Talk to him about how you feel. I want to pray with you right now, if you would. Let's pray. Father, in the name of your son, Jesus, I thank you so much for the ability to relax in your security of us and your presence. That we are not only secure in you, but that we are anchored in you. And so, Lord, I pray for those who are struggling right now. Life seems to be challenging to them. Would you just reassure them that they can be assured of your presence because you are faithful. And so, God, we thank you and we praise you. Do what I can't do, but only you can do, God, and that's to invade these waves, these electronic devices and reassure your people that you are faithful and that you've got this. That no matter where they are, that he's with them. No matter of the circumstances, no matter how big the giants may be, that you're bigger still. And God, we bless you and we thank you in the name of your son, Jesus. And may the people of God type and say, amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Um, there, there's more. I know I didn't finish the acronym, but we'll, we'll catch it next week. I just believe that's where God wants us to end today. Just with the reminder that no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, no matter what that looks like, that he has you. So spend this week rehearsing, contemplating, reading Isaiah 43, verses 1 and 2. As he was with Israel, so he'll be with you. God bless you. You don't have to leave. Listen to the, the band as, as they play. For those of you who haven't had an opportunity to give yet, 
um, to partner with us, please feel free. You will see the means of doing that as the band plays. Say hello to each other, someone who you haven't seen for a while um, as the band is playing. Worship with them. And we thank you. God bless you. I will see you Monday, 1 p.m. on Facebook. Don't forget, you can send this also to your friends. And there is a um, podcast of this, both on Apple Music as well as Spotify. Have a great week.